Warmer weather is here. Can your home's AC keep up? Are you worrying about sweltering bedrooms, suffocating home offices, or other annoying hotspots? A single-zone heat pump system from Mitsubishi Electric adds complete comfort control to the rooms where you need it most without having to add new ductwork. All electric, energy efficient, and perfect for all climates. Heat pumps are a great way to keep any space comfy year-round. Learn more about Mitsubishi Electric products at PatriotAir.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. It is VSIN Big Bets. Happy to be with you two days before Turkey Day. I'm Jeff Parles. I'm all Shaw alongside. I was about to call myself a turkey, but I uh, went against it there. Amal. Oh, it was a good choice. <laughs> Kelly Bidlin is here as well. We got a lot to get to. Uh, this condensed. Winter World Cup gives us a whole extra layer of content, which is awesome. Of course, we have plenty of football to get to today. But let's just start. They're about to get underway. Uh, The final game, or excuse me, match of the day, the fourth of four, and what has been a very bizarre day, to say the very least, uh, halfway across the globe, the defending world champions, France, a pretty significant favorite. He had to lay a goal and a half in this one against the Socceroos of Australia here, Amal. Is there anything you did as this gets going? Yeah, I took uh, the Le Bleu to keep a clean sheet here against the Socceroos. I think Australia's in a little bit of trouble. Listen, when you've got two of your three uh, forwards playing in Adelaide and uh, other places in Australia, I just don't think you're going to be able to match up with a world-class club despite the injuries to Kareem Benzema and Paul Pogba, uh, which will affect the French midfield as you get into the later stages of the tournament against elite teams. But against a team like Australia, I don't think they should have too much of an issue. You're saying playing against Adelaide United and uh, Western United is not the same as uh, playing against uh, uh, Monaco or other good teams in France? I would agree with you. And, you know, certain <laughs> other guys like Hugo Lloris, a great uh, star for Tottenham for a of long course. time, you know, uh, 
just you looking right now, you just look at the speed of the French team. Uh, just it's it's unbelievable compared to what we're seeing out of uh, Australia. So this should be an interesting matchup here. I think it's going to be tough for the Aussies to really have any kind of sustained attack against uh, Conte and Pavard in the back line there for France. Yeah, now, for for newer soccer betters, please. Clean sheet means a shutout by France. Yes, sir. Uh, okay. Correct. Do they uh, have to score? It's, France doesn't matter what they do. Okay, so as long as Australia nil, nil, doesn't score, you win. Correct. As long as Australia doesn't score, it could be five zero one one zero zero zero. As long as Australia doesn't get on the scoreboard, we're good. It's essentially the same as a Australia team total under a half a goal. Correct. But as you were pointing out to me before the show, and this is the classic check, even just the same sports book. Yeah. The same bet is offered probably about four, five, six different times. Exactly. And there'll be different numbers across the board. Yeah, absolutely right. Jeff brings up a great point. Um, there's, you know, you can look at it, different types of bets sometimes that are correlated or the same. You won't see. Perfect example in this one, Jeff. Will both teams score? Will uh, uh, France or Australia keep a clean sheet or, you know, have a shutout? Uh, so from that standpoint, it's amazing that they don't necessarily have the same numbers. The other results today in the World Cup, uh, we'll get to the big one in a second. There were a pair of nil-nil draws. Yeah. Not good for the trendy pick of Denmark to win Group D. They only get a point yeah. against Tunisia, a nil-nil draw there. And in Mexico and Poland, Robert Lewandowski with a PK stop by Ochoa, who seems like Ochoa has been around for 30 years at this point and only pops up in the World Cup for Mexico, but a big stop by the veteran keeper. So nil-nil there. To plus 205 at DraftKings on that draw, plus 290 on the Denmark-Tunisia draw. And then the one up top, the upset of the tournament. At some books, Saudi Arabia was as large as 24-1 to on the three-way line, Amal, which is the biggest price ever for a winner outright in a World Cup match since uh, the 60s. And here they are upsetting the second favorites of Argentina, 2-1, and quite frankly, from what uh, watching back, the Saudis were the right side in this, in this one, amazingly enough. Well, you know, a couple of things. First of all, this game came on at 2 o'clock Eastern. I'm sorry, 2 o'clock out here, 5 yep. o'clock on the East Coast. And, Jeff, I'll tell you what, I had my alarm set at 155, and it went off at 155, and I'm like, you know what, come on. I'm Argen- going back to sleep. Well, no, Argentina's going to roll. <laughs> Look, if, if this were like Denmark and Tunisia, I would have got up for it because I thought it was going to be a competitive match, especially if it was like Mexico and Poland at that time. I would have got up to watch it. But I'm like, they got no shot. And then I see... I'm watching the highlights this morning on Fox Sports. Argentina gets a penalty kick in the first 10 minutes. They have three goals called back to offsides. It was like they didn't even know what offsides was. It was unbelievable how poor they were. And then the Saudis with two, the second goal was terrific. And just an unbelievable job of parking the bus. And what an absolute epic upset. Not only that, I, I got to tell you, this is a real dent uh, to Messi's international resume. I mean, to not be able to get the three points here, you've got uh, Denmark and uh, Tunisia in that group as well. Uh, I'm sorry, that's the wrong one. I'm sorry, Mexico and Mexico, Poland. Poland. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Ochoa, you referenced at the penalty kick stop. That is huge. I mean, think about that. They, he saved that team potentially because now you're currently ahead of uh, Argentina on goal differential. You've got to play Argentina. And you're going to play uh, Saudi Arabia still. I think Poland and Mexico are going to beat Saudi Arabia. But now, can you figure out a way? Maybe you get a draw against uh, the Argentines. You got a great shot to get through. Now, also to them all, that game would have been a loser goes home game yes. against Argentina and Mexico if that PK Correct. was good. Uh, instead, you're ending up with if Aust- if Argentina loses to Mexico, 
the second favorite in this tournament, only behind Brazil, would be gone in two matches, which is incredible. It, it truly is. And I'll tell you who this is looking good for, and you're seeing it reflected in the odds. England. I, yes. I think England is now like 6-1, to 7-1. We saw the tremendous offensive showing they had. And by the way, I'd like to see Marcus Rashford get the start for them. He comes on for about, oh, I don't know, 60 seconds and puts one in. Um, <laughs> You know, it's going to be interesting. This is going to be a hell of a tournament. Look, I get a lot of people may not be into soccer, but it's a lot of fun. And by the way, is there nothing better than sports being on in the middle of the night? Or the middle of the day. The middle of the day is good, too. <laughs> middle of the day is good, too. But I like college basketball is on during the middle of the day right now. Let's see. Updated odds over at DraftKings to win it all. Brazil plus 275. England wow. 6-1. to one. Uh, France plus 750. Argentina 8-1 to one now. Spain 9-1. to one. Germany 10-1. to one. Argentina should be a lot longer. What's the than that. what's the odds on Argentina? Eight, eight to one, eight to one. Do you have a group price odds? Because that's the one I would look at. Because uh, I believe t- I saw about plus one twenty five on them earlier. Hold on, it's probably not good enough. No, it's not because the way Matt, the way Poland plays at yeah. least. It's going to be Poland tough. could park the bus and play for a, a draw if they needed to advance. So here's the key to Jeff's statement. Looks off the board right now. Yeah, Jeff probably is. will come back in the okay. next few uh, few hours. So Jeff brings up a great point because they play Argentina in the final game. Yep. And why that's a big deal is because Saudi Arabia plays Poland next. If the Poles can get maybe two or three goals, Jeff, what a park huge bus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you could get a draw and you can figure out a way to get through depending on what happens between Mexico and Argentina? So this is going to be a lot of fun to see how this plays out the rest of the way. One more soccer note before we get to American football here. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Manchester United have parted ways. We yeah. knew this was coming. But I'll just ask you this. Portugal starts their World Cup campaign on Thursday. They're in, a, they're in Group H. It's really them and Uruguay are the two teams, or the two squads in that group that seem to be uh, the ones to come out of it. Does this impact anything you would do? Betting that group, would you be more willing to take a Uruguay ticket now? No, it no. D- doesn't change anything for me. Um, not not that concerned from that standpoint. But, uh, you know, if you're unfamiliar, <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo made some comments at Man United, and it, it kind of changed. It's an explosive it. interview, to yeah. say the least. And uh, so he's on his way out of there. And so we'll see now what happens going forward with this team. Look, he hasn't been the same impact player just simply because of age. Let's see what he does for the Portuguese national team here. Let's look at let's look at some playoff pictures here in the National Football League. Let's start in the NFC because last night, by the way, in uh, in another international game, the 49ers just destroyed the Cardinals, especially in the second half, uh, at 38 to 10, easy cover of all numbers for the Niners, who are up to third now in the NFC and by themselves, well, technically tied with Seattle, but with the tiebreak over the Seahawks in the NFC West. Amal, I'll say this just looking at the board here, one through seven. I I thought going into last week, one through seven was as firm as you could get in the NFC. Then the Giants flip around to get destroyed at home by the Lions. And now all of a sudden, the Washington Commanders sitting there at six and five with two games against New York left. Amal, is there anything you would do here? Would you take a plus 135 on Washington to make the playoffs? Or would you be more looking to possibly take a no on making the playoffs for the New York Giants at plus 115? You know, I, I think it's tough to say. You look at the schedule right now in terms of both teams. That's going to be kind of your determining factor. The one advantage that the Giants have is they've got these division games. Oh, great. I just got beat on my Australia play. This yeah. might just be the day of the upset in uh, in Qatar today. Wow. The Socceroos on the board first. 
and another injury for Fran- man. France has already had a bunch of injuries to begin yeah. with going into this tournament, but oh boy, if you if anyone had a, uh, a an Australia Saudi Arabia ticket, raise your hand. I don't think anyone did. A lot you of did. game left. <laughs> By the way, Kelly, can you just find the odds of the two and? and- it was seventeen hundred. You said on. Uh, you want me to do a little parlay calculation I, for I, you? I've got it. Just give me the numbers on the uh, on um, on Australia. What what it was on the plus price here? Australia was. Uh, Hold on. Oh, I'll tell you what helped. He, uh, he he tore his ACL right there. Eleven to one on Australia. So here here's what I'll say though, and it, just to quickly go on this, uh, and we'll get back to the NFC playoff picture in a second because. Live odds are about to be all over the place in this match between Australia and France, with Australia striking first on a goal right now. All right, Amal, the French, down 1-0, are still minus 140 well, on the three-way. You're going to see an aggressive attack, but they've yeah. got, they got a critical injury. I think it was Benjamin Pavard that went down right now. He is a tremendous uh, player in the back, a defender for them. I mean, the Australian player was coming along the right wing, and he just starts grabbing his knee, so it just opened up an opportunity uh, for them to be able to attack, and he's still down on the on the uh, field there. So it'll, ta- uh, it'll take a minute here. It's not Pavard, so oh, it wasn't. Okay. I, I can't I, number. It was sixteen. We'll have Kelly. We'll have Kelly uh, pull up the French roster and uh, attempt to pronounce French for us. That 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 will be a. You know, that should replace uh, college football guessing lines on the numbers. There you go, I got you. Kelly. There you go. All right, the, we're underway. The Aussies have the lead in Qatar against France. Uh, but when we come back, we got a lot of college hoops. They're playing in Maui in a few minutes as well. One of the worst power five teams in the country taking on a ticked-off Texas Tech squad. We'll tell you about it next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth. On Death of an Artist Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. You don't have to wait until after Turkey Day to score a Black Friday deal with VSIN. New VSIN Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VSIN store. With VSIN Pro access, you get daily recaps of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits data, deep dive daily betting reports, plus our upcoming college bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. Also available now, our World Cup betting guide. The VEASAN store, a great place to shop for VEASAN sports betting. Hats, shirts, mugs, and plenty more. Hurry, this is a limited time Black Friday offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Happy to be with you. Vista and Big Bets, I'm Jeff Parles. Amal Shah is here. Kelly Bidlin is here. Australia is up one nothing on France. Kelly, we were uh, playing around with the calculator during the break. If Australia somehow held on here, if you parlayed that with Saudi Arabia earlier today, who stunned Argentina 2-1, the biggest numbers I saw were at the Superbook at 23-1 to on Saudi Arabia and 19-1 to on Australia. That would pay what on a one hundred dollar bet? Beep, 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 boop, boop. Forty seven thousand nine hundred dollars. It's pretty good. Be a good day at the office. <laughs> yeah, say so. so someone uh, fired a dart like that. That somehow uh, actually has real life. <laughs> but a lot, a lot of game left in, in Qatar. Only the sixteenth minutes. Aussie one, Australia one, France nil. All right, let's go to some college hoops here, Amal. This is one of the best weeks of the year. Always is feast week. All these tournaments, neutral sites. Let's start in Maui with a game that's starting in 15 minutes. Amal, I know it's a total rebuild for Louisville, but watching the Cardinals get off to an 0-4 start with losses to the likes of Bellarmine and Appalachian State, 
And the last night, they were competitive for about 28 minutes against Arkansas, who's a legit top 10 team. And then they were run out of the, the, the Civic Center last night. Run out. Uh, you're, you're right about that. And I'll tell you what, they got some serious problems. I watched that game against App State at home. I think it was at the Yum Yum Center there in Louisville. KFC Yum Yum okay. Center. Close okay. enough, though. Um, you know, L. Ellis is the only guy they really have on this team. And in that game against App State, they had the ball with the chance to win it late. It took too long to go to the basket, and they just have too many issues. They can't shoot the basketball, too many turnovers. Oh, this line has gone up quite a bit, Jeff. This thing was at 10.5 earlier, yep. now at 13.5. No surprise by this move. Yesterday they got blown out. This Louisville team should enjoy the beach. Forget practicing. Just let these guys have a good time. They're going to get dusted. You know, the good thing for them, they're playing, what, 2.30 Eastern? Uh, this game's getting ready to tip here shortly, um, so you got an opportunity. As soon as this game's over, head to the beach, enjoy yourself. You're coming back from Maui 0-3. Texas Tech yesterday against Creighton. I learned more about Creighton than I did about Texas Tech yesterday, where Creighton, legit to me, top 15 team, don't know if they were top 10, don't know if they're final four truly caliber. Yesterday, Texas Tech did what they wanted defensively in the first half. They turned... The Creighton Blue Jays over in the first half 13 times. The second half, Creighton dominated them because they turned it over zero times. That's impressive. That team's good. They, they, they are a very good team. They were expecting to make a lot of noise this year, and I expect them to do just that. Um, I thought the one thing that Red Raiders defense might present some problems, but give the uh, Creighton Blue Jays a ton of credit. They were able to navigate that and get through with the win. Creighton plays later today in Maui as well. They play Arkansas. You know, Amal, I, I know that there are four ranked teams in this tournament going into the into it. Excuse me, five ranked teams. But we really have to have the top two ranked teams in this tournament playing in the semifinals yeah. with Creighton and Arkansas. Creighton's a one-and-a-half-point favorite against the Hogs. 143-and-a-half. The total seems low with the way these teams play, at least pace-wise, doesn't it? It really does. Uh, you would expect this game to be able to get over that total. I would lean towards the over here, and it just feels like both teams are more than happy to go up and down the floor here. So I'm a little bit surprised by that number. By the way, Jeff, I don't know if you caught the game. It was late on the East Coast last night. Arizona-Cincinnati will have the highest scoring second half in college basketball all year yesterday. Well, 100 and, uh, uh, 120, right? 124. Oh, great. I mean, 124 <laughs> points in a second half. That is insanity. 63-61. By the way, that was his, That was a bad one of you at Arizona laying the points last yeah. night. You're up 18 with a minute and a half to go and don't cover. Yikes <laughs> on that one. Arizona plays San Diego State later in the day. And now, Amal, you, you mentioned Arizona. Arizona's averaging over 100 points a game right now. And San Diego State, this is not your normal Aztec team. This is not the, hey, we're going to grind you out and we're going to we're going to play defense harder than anyone in the country, and we're going to, you're going to score 55 points on us, and that's all you're going to get. San Diego State has this elite offense all of a sudden now with a defense that's shaky at best. Arizona's a point-and-a-half favorite late game in Maui tonight. Amal, that total, this is a San Diego State game. It is 165-and-a-half, and I'm not certain that's big enough in this game with the way Arizona plays. Yeah, I agree with you there in terms of the way Arizona plays. I still think, though, Dutcher's team will defend in a way that will present some problems. I don't like this total. I would be on the under here. I shouldn't say I don't like the total. I actually like it under. I, I think if San Diego State gets into a higher-scoring game, Jeff, the way uh, Cincinnati did last night, Arizona's going to run them out of the gym. I think if you're uh, San Diego State, you play a lower-scoring game. That front line size with Balo and Tabellis, 
They are monsters. I mean, they've got five guys on this roster uh, that are bigger than 6'10". You know, Kirk Carissa looks like he's added some weight, looks a little bit stronger. This team's going to be a real challenge. I was hoping Dalen Terry came back this year because he got drafted by the Bulls. you got to go for your first-round pick. And he but, was. And I thought he would have an opportunity to really be one of the top seven, eight players in college basketball. But I guess when you look at the number of players coming out this year, it's going to be a real challenge. But in terms of this game, I like the under 165.5. Uh, yesterday, as Arkansas was 139.5. I thought it was too high in that matchup. This is one where I think it's also too high. 165 and a half for a San Diego State game. At, at the times have changed, yeah, <laughs> to say the very least. I, you know, honestly, when I saw that, I thought the number was wrong. Well, you know, like we said, it's two things, twofold. Arizona's just played just up and down, up and down, up and down. They don't play much defense to begin with, especially against good competition. And it's a different year. For the Aztecs, good game, very good game. Of course, uh, that is a semifinal. That Creighton-Arkansas game is the other semifinal. I want to bring up one more college hoops game, Amal, because it's an old Big East game that's no longer Big East because thank you, Syracuse, for moving conferences. Syracuse and St. John's tonight at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, the final of this tournament. Johnny's are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Total's 154 and a half. You know, I, it, it took a while for St. John's to vanquish Temple last yeah. night. But I've really liked what I've seen from St. John's so far this year. And when you have great guard play, like they do with Curbelo and Pasha Alexander, yep. you're going to be a tough out regardless of what happens here. To your Yeah, people are unaware. Andre Curbelo transferred from Illinois. Now he's with St. John's. You know, though, I like Pasha Alexander a lot at the guard position. The one problem is sometimes he's like a bull in a china shop. He's got to play a little bit more under control. I like the Johnnies here. I'm just not buying the Syracuse team. Can they execute against the zone? That'll be the question. If they can hit some shots comfortably, I think they should be able to roll because anytime they get an opportunity to rebound, they're going to go. Mike Anderson plays a bunch of guys we saw against Temple yesterday. They were uh, struggling early on, find a way back. By the way, Aaron McKee's team this year in Philly is going to be a little bit better than people realize. Those owls are pretty good. But in this one, I like the Johnny's minus three and a half. I, I think this is a pretty good number. I will tell you that thing. We're talking about totals earlier, Jeff. I like this one over 154 and a half. I think this is going to play higher scoring. And, you know, one thing with St. John's, if they're down, they will turn it into a foul fest. You, you can get 18 to 20 points in the final minute and a half, two minutes with these guys. Well, and also, too, St. John's plays so fast that, again, and when everyone's getting back into their basketball minds. A lot of these, you got to keep in mind the pace of these games. Even though, like, 154 and a half is a higher total for a college basketball game, this game's going to have 75 possessions. Yeah. So that's really not that big of a number to get to at a 154 and a half if you're going to be in the mid-70s possessions-wise. Uh, you mentioned Temple. Temple's off to a weird start. They're 2-3, and three, where they lost to Wagner. They flipped around to beat Villanova. They lost to Vanderbilt. Flipped around to beat Rutgers. Lost to St. John's yesterday, which probably means they'll flip around to beat Richmond today. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> right. That's been. Yeah, it's been interesting. It's been up and down, but that's the one thing you expect early part of the season. You try to take advantage of it. Numbers are a little bit shorter. Maybe they haven't adjusted for certain teams and situations, and you want to take advantage of that. Through the first week, two week I guess week and a half, two weeks now, college hoops them all, any teams that you that you expected to be in the mix maybe a little bit worse than you expected to be, or vice versa, maybe someone that's a little bit better than you expected them to be? Um, in terms of teams that, I'll tell you, Virginia's better than I thought. 
I'll agree on that. I like Virginia. Michigan State is better than I thought. They're a lot better. I agree there. Uh, I didn't expect Gonzaga to be that good this year. They're solid, even though they took care of business comfortably against Kentucky. Uh, I think in this one, they should be able to uh, take care of business pretty easily. I think Michigan is the biggest disappointment so far. they're, They're the one team that I thought they would be a lot better. They haven't looked good so far this year. Michigan State, flip side. They're the one team that I'm surprised they've looked as good as they had. The SML. Yeah, you know, Kelly knows who my my team that is. I thought is better than what I thought so far. I've been working with Maul for like four years now. I've never heard him talk about a team like the way he's been gushing over Houston the past uh, what three weeks a month now. <laughs> I don't. I I just picked up on it yesterday. I'm like, this is like the 13th time I've heard him bring him up. Cougar. Down Cuff joins us next. Soccer and <laughs> basketball with Dallas. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Warning this product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. This segment of VSIN Big Bets is brought to you by Zin Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine pouches are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for. But Zinn Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is t- completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zinn online or find a nearest store that you can find Zinn at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com today. Move down cuff in a few moments here. I'm Jeff Parles. I'm all shy alongside. Kelly Binlin is here as well. Vston Big Bets a mall while we were gone. The equalizer yeah. in Qatar for France. Yeah, they get level here. I think uh, it came around the 24th or 25th minute there, Jeff, and um, really a good strike on a header for France. This is a team that was got, had gotten off to a slow start, uh, but getting things back level, and I think now you'll see the talent start to take over a little bit. That'll put them in a position to really pull forward here. 27th minute from Sorry. Adrian Rabiel. Juventus. Was I close, Jeff? I'm all with no better than me. <laughs> you get on the last name. Oh, there we go. Nailed it. One for one. We need, we need to give you the uh, the, mon- the, uh, the I money, can do the money shooter. Craig Goodwin with the opening score. Oh, that, that was a hard by, one. By the way, you want to go ahead and read the English team for us too there, buddy? Harry Kane, <laughs> Raheem Sterling. Nice job. Marcus Rashford, any tough ones? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. You, you didn't get the goalie? Jordan Pickford? Yeah, it's a tough one. You, know? you don't know if that D's going to be silent or not. <laughs> you know, we'll, get, we'll get Kelly's Kelly tomorrow on the on the two a.m. game out here of Morocco and Croatia. Yeah, by the way, it's good. Finally, we'll be able to sleep in a little bit. But got to see Luka Modric and company. We'll see how they perform. Um, Jeff, you don't understand, man. This has been a bad twenty-four hours in terms of soccer for me right now. U.S. blows the lead in a game they should have won. I missed the greatest upset in the world because I'm like, yeah. You know, I'll be able to sleep. I'm going to sleep through it. Yeah, it's not a big deal. They're not going to, I mean, come on. This is, I mean, I can't, this is way bigger than UMBC beating UVA. Well, that, from the betting market perspective, by the way, France is about to get another. And they do. 2-1. That was quick. Olivier Giroud. (laughs) Olivier Giroud comes within one goal of Thierry Henry for being the all-time leader leader of goals for the French national team. Yeah, the all-time leader, Miroslav Klose for Germany. But I'll tell you what, I hate when guys who are as good as Thierry Henry was at Arsenal. And Giroud's been a tremendous player, but I just don't look at him in the same regard as Thierry Henry. I hate when certain records, like, I love Ovi, 
but he's going to break 99's record, mm-hmm. and that is highly offensive to me. <laughs> Let's bring our guy Dallin Cuff in. Of course, you see him on ESPN, uh, Daily Wager, college basketball uh, coverage, and also a little bit of soccer talk as well. Dallin, thanks for being with us today. It's good to be on with you. In the moments I just finished Wager to getting here, Francis scored two goals. So, <laughs> it's good for me because I had, I had them winning the match and over five and a half corners, which is an interesting play. Money line mixed with some corner overs. It gets you into plus money in a place where I really don't think you should be, but it's built well so far early in this tournament. Right right now, France already with five corners. Wow. There we go. I'm right there. I need one more. In business. Well, you only have 58 minutes left, so a little bit of concern there. Yeah, true. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, Dallin, put into perspective for people that are unfamiliar with soccer, what we saw, my, which I was too dumb to wake up for. I set the alarm, but I slept through it because I didn't think there was a chance that Saudi Arabia would be able to come through in this one. Just kind of quantify what happened this morning. I'm all me and you both, man. I, I'd say I was overserved because of the U.S. 1-1 draw yeah. uh, last night. So I did not set that 5 a.m. alarm, and I regret it because I literally just didn't think it could possibly happen. It's, it's the biggest upset in the World Cup since 2006, and, and that's just because some of the data we've gone through here with our stats and info group, I don't know, that, that's as far back as we go. So it's, it's, it's an all-time upset. That said, Spain did win the 2010 World Cup after losing their opener to Switzerland 1-0. So there's precedent for a team to lose early and still rattle things off. They rattled off six wins in a row, that Spanish team, which is a legendary team, and won the World Cup. Argentina can do that. Now, they did not play well in this game, did not take their chances in the first half as I've gone back. We've ever watched about 30 or 40 minutes of that match now. But Saudi Arabia played well. That said, when you look at the group, Mexico and Poland was a really ugly game. We knew Mexico was coming in not in form. Poland, they never served Lewandowski well. He also missed a penalty, which was a little bit shocking. Right now, you can get Argentina to win that group at plus 130. Uh, that's pretty good money to me still. I think they beat Mexico and beat Poland and go through on six points. I'm not sure Saudi Arabia gets three points off of Mexico or Poland to get themselves to six. I like right now Argentina at plus 130 to win that group despite what happened this morning. We, we Kelly, we found the price finally. Plus 130 on uh, Argentina uh, to win Group C after that uh, shocker as high as 23-1 to one on yeah. the pre-flop uh, three-way line for Saudi Arabia to pull the upset. Down the... Uh, Going to tomorrow morning, this is an 8 a.m. Eastern kickoff. Germany and Japan, interesting matchup here. Uh, A lot of these players on the Japanese national team actually play in the German Bundesliga, and you have a bet for this one. Yeah, I I really like this Japan team, man. They they, they are technical and tactical, which is always their M.O., which is the, you know, it's like saying that the the, the white guys with high basketball IQ, like those type of plucky, (laughs) stupid things we say. It's the same thing people say about Japan. That ain't true. This Japan team is athletic, they're physical, they press you, and yes, they have guys that can score goals and operate in the midfield. Germany, we're missing Timo Werner, one of their one of their strikers, it would help in terms of runs off the ball and his movement is very good, but they still have guys that can score. So in this game, I'm going both teams to score. Uh, you get it around one, uh, minus 110, minus 120 right now. So like both teams to score, but I think Japan, too, with the group with Germany and Spain in it, could still win this group. Uh, they are plus 300 to win the group. It's a bit of a long shot. Uh, for them to qualify is still plus money, obviously, with Spain and Germany in the group. I like Japan a lot. I like them to score a goal tomorrow. I like Germany to score. I'm not sure who wins, but I think it's going to be one of the more entertaining early early uh, group matches we're going to see here. Looking forward to that one. Dallin, you gave a wrong answer last time you were on when I asked you who was going to win the World Cup. You went with Brazil or someone like that. You didn't say the United States. Going to give you an opportunity <laughs> to correct yourself here on Friday, 2 o'clock Eastern, 11 o'clock Pacific time. Crucial, crucial game for the United States as they take on England. I'm assuming you got the U.S. M&T 3-0? Um, I did say the U.S. would win it all, and then I corrected. I let that, I let that celebrate that for a minute, and then I said, oh, I got it for Phil. Um, That's fair. You're uh, right. I apologize. 
if you want to talk about overserved, that we beat England 3 0, you may find me arrested that night. I don't know what was going to It would be out of control. So I will say this the U.S. first 45 minutes was really exceptional yesterday. Wales was also pretty poor. The thing that concerns me with this team is a lack of experience at the managerial side of things yep. and the team. And both those things reared their head yesterday. Greg Burhalter had no adjustment. They brought in Kiefer Moore, the big six foot four center. Uh, striking uh, uh, central forward, and they played through him. He was their platform, their target guy. There was no adjustment made. The subs that Burhalter did make were very defensive. Regio Reyna to not play in that game, and Jordan Morris to get inserted when we're one-one. Criminal, He's literally insane to me. There were so many things done, but there was also not a dude. You always, when I played, there's always a guy on the team that kind of bring guys together, clump dudes' heads together, make them make them do things that are necessary, the nitty gritty to get wins, to get results. And we don't really have that guy. No guys played in the World Cup, exception of DeAndre Edlin, who came in in that right back spot. So that inexperience concerns me. And I think with, with, with England coming up on Friday, how important that game is, I'm a little worried that even if we score early or go down early, if they have to face adversity or even success, how they handle that within the match. So I would take a point. If they can get a point in this game, and I don't, I've been fading England, by the way. I don't think that Iran performance is going to be indicative of what we're going to see all tournament long. Um, I think if they can get a point in that game, that is, a, that is a victory in itself. And then they move on to play Iran. If we beat Iran, we're essentially through because I don't think Wales is going to get a point or beat England even in the last match. But this game is going to come down to the little things. Can you make the, make the small adjustments, the small plays to, to ultimately get a result, whether that be a draw or a win? But it's going to take every single one of our guys. And our guys aren't that match fit, which is part of the problem. A lot of guys are carrying injuries into the tournament, and they showed late game. Cramping, injury issues, couldn't go the full 90. There's a lot of concerns. I thought the team played the first 45, but there are a lot of issues with this young team. By the way, that answer alone was fantastic. I love that he said he might get arrested. That was great. He might not be alone if it's 3-0. Oh, 100%. USA. You got just, that just, right. I'll just say that. <laughs> Dallin Cuff with us right now at ESPN. Dallin, I want to shift over to college hoops. Of course, Feast Week. You got uh, the Maui Invitational going right now. The winner's bracket in Maui is just ferocious. Two great matchups today. Uh, Arkansas and Creighton, Arizona and San Diego State. Do you have any angles on either of those two games or both of those games? Yeah, my brain's going to explode and my bank account, too. Uh, hopefully will explode because there's a <laughs> lot of action going on right now, guys, with both these things happening, World Cup and Feast Week. Uh, let's start with Arkansas. They're a really good defensive team, man. A lot of defensive versatility. They can they can really guard one through five in a different way and make it make teams uncomfortable. Uh, I'm taking them on the money line. I think right now you're looking at a point and a half to two points that they're the, they're the, they're the dogs right now. But I'm going to take Arkansas on the money line over a Creighton team. I think their defense in that is going to win out in that game ultimately uh, helping their offense, too, uh, in slowing down a Creighton team that really relies on scoring. And they've got inside and outside threats on Creighton. But overall, I like Arkansas on the money line. And then Arizona-San Diego State game is really interesting because when you look at, like, historic brands, San Diego State likes to play really slow. Not so far this year. They've played pretty quick, like middle of the road, 140, 130 tempo team. Arizona's playing with their hair on fire. Number one in tempo. Last year when Tommy Lloyd took over, they were top five in tempo. And they got guys that can shoot it, guys that can score. I think this game, the over-under, though, is a buck sixty-four and a half, a buck sixty-five. where you're looking at it. I think it's going to be really tight, but I am taking the under. I get to see this game in the high 70s, low 80s. Remember, they're playing on back-to-back nights, which is a difference maker. Also, the Lahaina is a, is a shooter's gym. When guys get it going, I mean by that, there's no backdrop. The color change is good. Like, it's, it's, it's a really good shooter's gym. But overall, I think it's going to be a tight under if that number holds at 164, 165. If it gets to 160, 161, if it was there, I'd probably take the over, but I like the under right now. He's Dallin Cuff. You can see him on ESPN on the tweets at his name, at Dallin Cuff. Dallin Enjoy the rest of the soccer match. Enjoy all the early soccer matches and all these basketball games this week. Thanks for being with us. I appreciate it. Hope you bail me out on Friday. Free <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> We're back with more next on Visa Big Bets.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy Thanksgiving from Bed Rivers Online Sportsbook. Feast on all the action with Bed Rivers this holiday season football, basketball, hockey, the World Cup, and more. There's plenty to be thankful for with Bed Rivers. Check out our Thanksgiving Day promotions, including a football bet plus get. First touchdown insurance and single game parlay bet plus get. 
Head to BetRivers.com or download the app today. That's BetRivers. It's a whole new game. Happy to be with you. It's VEASAN Big Bets. I'm Jeff Parles. I'm all shy alongside Kelly Bidlin just verbally abusing me during yeah, the break. Well, I was going to say, why don't you go ahead and read the pro tip here? I don't know if <laughs> Kelly had the first half under a goal and a half or what, but that was aggressive as uh, Mbappe just missed an absolute put away and he just slid right into the goalie and almost took him out. Kind of, I'm kind of surprised that that was not finished by Mbappe. Me, me too. So, great pass by Griezmann. Artie, by the way, over is already cashed. Two and a half, easy. <laughs> France leading 2-1. Uh, the early excitement for the Socceroos, uh, all gone at this point, uh, just approaching the half there in Qatar. We'll see uh, We'll oh, see man. how many extra minutes they had. I could have scored that goal. Jeez. You know what? It wouldn't have mattered, though, because Griezmann, I think, was offsides on the I, setup. I, I agree with you there, Amal. I think he was. Uh, well, especially after the one they called off for uh, Ecuador on the opening match. A little, little more ridiculous than it's been in the past. All right, our VEASAN pro tip of the hour. We always talk about price shopping, and that is definitely important from shop to shop, but make sure to do it within the same sports book as well. You can often find better odds on the same kind of bet that you're targeting, even within the same sports book. Again, our pro tips available at vcin.com, searchable by topic, show, all available now, but only available for pro subscribers, vcin.com. And again, the World Cup especially. Because it seems them all to happen more in soccer-related markets than any other sport. The same bet is the different price, even though it is the same bet. Yeah, Jeff brings up a great point uh, as Australia just hits the outside of the post on a header. Um, When you look at it right now, for example, the clean sheet one, minus 155 uh, for Australia there to not score, but then you could have had... Both sides to score a goal or no goal. No goal was minus 175. It's the same bet. So there's a lot of different opportunities. Sometimes you see on the three-way line a team minus 130, but then minus half a goal is minus 120, which I never understood unless they're just taking unbalanced action there. But wouldn't it be the same thing from a betting standpoint that I'm surprised the lines are not the same continuously? That was a little bit surprising on that. Yeah, I always wonder if it's just one of those, like one of those markets getting bet way more heavily into, and they just, I don't know, can't keep up with, keep, don't keep up with it, can't keep up with it. I don't know. Point remains the same though. It doesn't matter what sport it is, but especially something like this where there's so many betting options are, uh, on it, just shop around, right? They're, they're yeah, absolutely. A lot of the same kind of bets that you can make with just slightly different ways. Speaking of shopping around, Heisman odds. Right now, and you and I were talking about this before the show, Amal, yeah. where C.J. Stroud, the quarterback of the 11-0 Ohio State Buckeyes, is minus 120 right now at DK to win the Heisman Trophy. Caleb Williams, who was, again, not much resistance, but didn't matter. He was spectacular on Saturday night at the Rose Bowl in a huge win for USC over UCLA, is at plus 120. Everyone else below those two, Blake Corum is still there at 15-1, Max Duggan is there at 40 to 1. Everyone else is pretty much eliminated other than Stroud and Williams, at least to me. We were discussing this before the show. Stroud has basically been the favorite for the better portion of six weeks. Yeah. Now, you and I kind of agree on this. This at worst should be a coin flip. And if anything, should be tilting towards Caleb Williams right now. Yeah, I think he's played tremendously well this year. He did have the one interception against UCLA, but overall, he he was outstanding. Put up a ton of yards. Now, the one thing that I would counter that with is that you look like USC's guys were just running wide open against UCLA's secondary. 
Yep. And and weather's also a factor, right? It was probably about 55 degrees at the Rose Bowl on Saturday night. Perfect and ideal conditions to be able to play football in in terms of throwing the ball. Um, Stroud and Corum going to play in a, really a Heisman Showcase showdown game. Both guys there are near the top three. Uh, both teams coming in at 11-0. and 0. The weather's about, expected to be about 50 degrees, no precipitation. This is the kind of game where I think C.J. Stroud's got a great opportunity. I think the other thing that will help Stroud a little bit more than Caleb Williams, because Williams is going to play at the Rose Bowl, I'm sorry, at, um, at the Coliseum and then at Allegiant. Stroud's going to play this game against Michigan, who's got an elite defense, and then you face off against whomever it might be, which is, looks like Iowa from the Big Ten West. You're going to be in a dome, so you're going to have an opportunity to put us some statistics there. So I, I don't think it's clear-cut either way. But to me, can Caleb Williams put up the numbers against Notre Dame? Because against Oregon, assuming the Ducks beat Oregon State, he will be able to put up a ton of points. I hope it's Oregon. I want that game to be better so I can go attend it and not feel bad about myself if it's USC and uh, anyone other than Oregon at this point, uh, Amal. But looking at at the, these games, I mean, are these games coming up for Williams, you bring up the Notre Dame game where C.J. Stroud's already had a game against Notre Dame. Right. And... It wasn't pretty. Right. It took three quarters for Ohio State to really do anything against Notre Dame's defense. Now, Notre Dame now, I will say this, Amal. Notre Dame now is so much better than they were at the beginning of the season. It's night and day for what that team was that went into the shoe to what they are now. Notre Dame, to me, is playing at a top eight level. I would agree with you. And... If Williams, yes, the game is at home. Yes, the weather in L.A. is always perfect and will be again on, on Saturday evening uh, at the Coliseum. But if he goes out in the primetime slot, even if Stroud has a big day against Michigan earlier in the day, Williams may become the favorite even if the performances are even on Saturday because of the placement of the games on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a fair point, but I think the ratings that Michigan-Ohio State are going to draw... will be incredible anyway. You've got, in my opinion, and I know Texas thinks they're one of the biggest brands in college football. They're not. The four games that you, the four teams you referenced in the two games are the four biggest brands in college football, right? Michigan-Ohio State, Notre Dame, and USC. You, you've got all these teams playing in marquee national television games, you know, college football playoff implications. Imagine if Notre Dame had actually just shown up against Marshall and Stanford. I mean, it's not like we're saying they lost to Clemson or someone like yeah. that. These are Marshall games. Marshall and Stanford. <laughs> I mean, you talk about horrific losses. This would be a this would almost be like the quarterfinal matchup. Ohio State, Michigan, USC, Notre Dame. Yeah. The winners kind of move on with an opportunity to get to the semifinals. At least that's what it's going to turn out to be. Well, the way that this all breaks down, too, because USC, we're assuming if USC wins out at this point. Yeah that they are in over the loser of the Ohio State-Michigan game. Is that correct? It, wait, that is, over the loser? Yes, absolutely. Over the loser. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, look, this is another one. What happens if Ohio State loses, even if Williams is not overly impressive against Notre Dame, but USC beats Notre Dame, and then USC flips around, then Williams all of a sudden has an extra game. Yeah. If Ohio State were to lose. Now, that's, that doesn't work the other way. Because USC's already clinched a berth in the Pac-12 title game Correct. here in Vegas, and obviously the Notre Dame game is a non-con game. So there are a lot of factors going in that I think the scales uh, tilt towards Caleb Williams right now in that Heisman race. I want to go back to something we were talking about earlier in the show, uh, NFL-wise. The, the, the playoff pictures. Looking at the AFC real quick, and we'll do this a little bit later because we're going to break down the jumbled and all over 500 AFC East later in the show. 
Right now in the AFC, Amal, I said this on Sunday, on a live bet Sunday. I think the Miami Dolphins are the biggest threat to the Kansas City Chiefs in a playoff game. Really? Over yes. Buffalo? Yes. Yes. I, I don't think, and I think the biggest thing more than anything, is that Miami has two guys you can't cover at this point. You have two guys in Waddle and Hill. Miami, by the way, this week plays Houston. Good luck, Texans defense, against those guys coming off a bye. But I'm all just looking at this AFC. Five teams are in. Kansas City, Miami, Tennessee, Baltimore, Buffalo. We, those, unless if something crazy happens, those five are getting in. Cincinnati, New England, the Jets, and the Chargers for two spots. I don't disagree with a lot of what you're saying, but I vehemently yeah. disagree with your statement about with the Dolphins. Miami being the bigger threat yeah. than Buffalo. Yeah, you look at this team; their last, they're on a four-game winning streak. Yep, they have not beaten a team with better than four wins. They've beaten the Steelers, the Lions, the Bears, and the Browns. The Lions have four victories. Everyone else has three victories. I'm not saying they're not playing well. They had the great come-from-behind win against the Ravens, and they had the win uh, when Isaiah McKenzie chose not to go out of bounds against the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. But I, Jeff, I just can't get on board with that. Look, Miami's playing well. Their defense is not particularly good. And I think when you look at Tennessee, you look at Buffalo. Um, Throwing Baltimore in there? Yes. Thank you. I actually forgot about the Ravens. Yeah. Throwing the Ravens. I think all these teams are going to be able to move the ball on Miami. The most interesting playoff matchup that I could figure here would be, let's say Miami gets the five, okay? Let's say Buffalo hops them. Buffalo has a home game against them. Tough place to play in December, we know. Right. What if Miami plays Baltimore in a playoff game? Again, remember the week two game, Baltimore threw, blew the three-touchdown lead. Miami came back, won that game. That game, if that ends up being a playoff matchup, could go a long way to deciding the AFC to me. Because, look, Baltimore, even for their flaws, still have to defend Lamar Jackson in a, in a, in a playoff game. It's not a fun thing to have to do. Yeah, i tell you what, though. 15 right now, I don't know if you want to face them. The MVP, the best that does it, still, yeah, absolutely regardless right. of what everyone was saying this offseason. Frank Schwab, he joins us next. We'll get his thoughts around the NFL. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.